Blog Talk Radio. Let ourselves be swayed 
by public opinion, by what happens to be the conditioned consensus of the day, or the prevailing attitudes of the political parties, for instance, we lose our ground, we lose our center, and we start thinking foggily. We lose sight of what's really important. And we go into this like netherland and it's hard to make our way back. I mean, as an example, just today, I called up on a certain credit card offer that was made to me that would help me get frequent flyer miles and help a better world in some of its expenses and travel. Well, the kinds of questions that were being asked of me, (laughs) I was being told that here it is, just the issuance of a credit card was going to have to be done in compliance with the Patriot Act relative to the idea of money laundering. A bloody credit card that would help pay for, you know, office supplies and travel all of a sudden is being relegated to or devolved to discussions of money laundering. I mean, what in the world has happened to society if that's the way people think? Well, people don't think that way. People do not. But governments do. Regulating bodies do. And I said, everything that we do needs to be in compliance with law. Why would you mention that particular law when all I'm doing is applying for a credit card to help buy some office supplies on Amazon or some such thing? I mean, what in the world? Does the Patriot Act or money laundering have to do with that? It is so arch absurd. And the woman I was speaking with seemed more like a robot than someone who could actually field an intelligent question. And I I grew sad because she doesn't even realize the preposterousness, I don't think, of what it is she's asking for to be in compliance with the the big boys at Citibank because everything has gotten confused. Everything has gone the wrong way. And it is all part of a linear-based lack of understanding of the deeper callings and urges of the heart and the impulses of the heart which are to be present, to serve, toward joy. That's what. And that becomes distorted and perverted when people can no longer listen to it and are out instead listening for money and power and control. And that's what our world is faced with. Unfortunate but true. And it is this that we're dealing with and as a result we are losing 
our footing in our democracy. It is becoming a surveillance state. Amy Goodman has interviewed a former 40-year-old veteran of the NSA discussing what he saw as blatantly, explicitly uh, constitutional violations wantonly conducted routinely in the National Security Agency. Well, what's that about? That means there's no rule of law. That means there's no enforcement of government itself breaking the law. It means that there are renegades <laughs> that are running the store. That's what it means. And the people are just an afterthought. And yet, it is the people that have the power, the real power. That might not mean money power. Money power is only one power. I'll give an example. Something that we just put on our website, abetterworld.net, is a very interesting article, <clears throat> which is about uh, how people rallied around a very important piece of legislation regarding um, regarding our ability to make our own choices about health, about nutrition, and about supplementation. There was something called the Durbin Amendment, which was seeking to seriously annihilate our ability to maintain our choices, but to allow, which would, it would have forced us to be co-opted by the FDA and by the AMA to make these choices for us. Here it is. This is from the Alliance for Natural Health. It's just one small example of how we are being deceived routinely as a matter of course. And the good news is that 90,000 messages opposing this Durban Amendment through gra gra um, grassroots action stopped it in less than 24 hours. At the end of the day, my friends, make no mistake, we, the people, are the ones with power. And our government apparently will do everything it can to subvert, subvert that power. But it cannot work. It does not work. And will not work. So, as an example, I read from the Alliance for Natural Health, what we have posted under Democracy in Action, under the Sacred Stewardship um, <clears throat> a link at abetterworld.tv. As you probably know by now, your extraordinary response to our emergency action alert last week helped to assure a stunning defeat of the sneaky anti-supplement Durban Amendment by a vote of 77 to 20. Senator Dick Durban had offered it at the last minute as an amendment to an FDA bill. 
think the bill is Senate 510. I'm not positive. His amendment picked up some pieces from his previous bill. Let me see what that previous bill was for a moment. Um, which was the Dietary Supplement Labeling Act. They have... <clears throat> no, that was Senate uh, Bill 1310. This is just insane what they do. This new attempt to surreptitiously push his agenda through is precisely the sort of thing we predicted he might try. After we sent out, that is, the Alliance for Natural Health, our action alert email last Thursday, something we do rarely since we don't like to burden our readers with additional emails unless there is something truly urgent Nearly 90,000 messages were sent to Congress in less than 24 hours. This was an astounding and deeply heartening response. Thank you. The overwhelming defeat of the amendment shows what citizens working together toward uh, a common goal can achieve. So, this is what we're dealing with in our country today. It's never been quite like this. It's stunning, and we need better strategies for defending the people. And our government is not on our side, (laughs) and it should be obvious. There are some measures the government has taken to assure us some modicum, some thin modicum of health and well-being. Even Medicare and Medicaid help us. Of all the hundreds of millions and billions of dollars we give in for taxes, we get the thinnest stream back. If we would reduce the military budget by 60%, let alone what I think should be 90%, we would have a country that was prosperous. We'd have plenty of jobs. We would have excellent education. We would have free state universities. And we could have living contexts for all children that eat before they go to school instead of 11 million who go to school daily, hungry, among our own country's children. Is this not pathetic? It is pathetic. And this is also one of the reasons that I have interviewed different third-party candidates on my show, and there's one in particular who has caught my attention, named Rocky Anderson, who any of you who listen with any regularity here know that I have been working on their steering committee, <clears throat> doing what I can to help promote Rocky's candidacy. In fact, just today, I wrote to the Colbert Report and to the Daily Show to see about getting Rocky on these shows. Next is Jay Leno and David Letterman. This is the way we have to go, folks. This is the way campaigning takes place in America in 2012. You get candidates onto the comedy shows, late night TV, 
not unbelievable. Everything is a joke. Everything is play. That's the American mind. Unbelievable. Don't get me wrong. I love a laugh, and I love a joke, and I love satire, political satire in particular. But to think that that's the way that people get educated in that rather superficial context because they're, you know, needless to say, the candidates can't deal with the full, you know, bones of the situation, the depth. It just it doesn't happen. So we get sound bites, and we like somebody's smile. We like their laugh. We like the way they stand and sit and hold themselves. And that becomes the basis of a vote. And then that becomes the basis of our body politic. It doesn't work, my friends. It doesn't do anybody good. This is Mitchell J. Rabin for A Better World, or sometimes also known as The Mitchell Rabin Show, here on Blog Talk Radio. Let me just remind you that we are on every Wednesday night here at 6 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, and there's another radio show that's on for nearly an hour every Monday at same time, 6 p.m. Please join us. I interview the sung and the unsung heroes of society. I interview healers and scientists and environmentalists and politicians and futurists and environmentalists and spiritual teachers and neuroscientists and writers of every stripe and people that I feel are contributing something new and special, something novel and valuable. Novelty in itself isn't exciting, but novelty with meaning, sign me up. (laughs) So, I've turned my attention to Rocky Anderson. Needless to say, one of the main issues that we are dealing with on our planet is climate change. And I would say that climate change is precipitated through a number of human actions. I know that that point of view is contested. Uh, Yes, indeed. And I also believe that it is part of a natural cycle where weather patterns and climate patterns change. And we are primarily in one of those cycles where it changes. But it is my belief and my understanding that our generation of pollution through CO2, through methane, and other what are called greenhouse gases, which have not are occurring in such abundance on this level of atmosphere that they're not movable easily and trapping and holding the heat. There are some scientists that just completely contest that and say the whole thing is a matter of nature. I say, even if it is 95% nature, the 5% that is related to human behavior and activity is enough to push us over the tipping point. So we are, from that point of view, wholly responsible for the full 100% because that 5% is 100% 
when it comes to human responsibility and sacred stewardship, uh, the name of my upcoming book. So 5% then becomes 100%. And if we're 95% of that 500% of 5% off, we have pushed the planet over the edge. And you cannot have a world, an Earth system, that doesn't include human behavior. It's not possible, according to physics. It's not like there is nature and then humans. Humans are an integral part of nature. And our activity affects the outer nature. Our inner activity affects the outer nature. And the outer nature of nature affects our outer and inner activity. It's a two-way street. So let me share with you a little about Rocky Anderson's perspective on global climate change. Uh, And this is from his website, VoteRocky.org. And it says, Replacing Private Interest Corruption with Public Interest Solutions. Hallelujah. Music to my ears. Rocky Anderson believes it is well past time for non-scientists to stop debating climate science and for America's leaders to lead on an issue that is arguably the most important challenge in the history of our species. It is time for America's leaders to accept that. One, many of the nation's highest-ranking military experts, past and present, have identified global climate change as a serious threat to national security. I want to just peek in here and just check to see if any callers were on the line. And I did neglect to give out the number, didn't I? That doesn't seem quite right. So I'll see about getting that number out to you right away. And that is, if you are listening and want to call in during our last few minutes while I'm reading about Russ Anderson's position on climate change, The number is 602-753-1860. For you regular Blog Talk radio listeners, you may have that already memorized. 602-753-1860. So at that moment, I will return. Number two, national security is not a partisan issue, nor is the health of the environment, including the systems that support human life. Risks in this case, the risk that climate change will create significant adverse impacts, including several that are irreversible. As the nation responsible for most of the greenhouse gas emissions in the atmosphere today, the United States has a moral obligation to lead the world in reducing the risk of global climate change. At the same time, the world's inevitable shift to cleaner and more sustainable resources presents an unprecedented opportunity to create new jobs and industries. Our public policies and partisan politics should not stand in the way of our ability to seize that opportunity. And number six, the President of the United States must be a tireless and uncompromising champion of the federal policy reforms needed necessary to meet the challenge 
and seize the opportunities presented by the climate issue, including the end of taxpayer subsidies for the energy resources climate scientists have found are responsible for global warming. Well, that gives you a little bit of a taste of what it is we're dealing with here. Just a little bit of taste of sane thinking by a viable presidential candidate, Rocky Anderson. Ross Rocky Anderson was the former two-term mayor of Salt Lake City between the years of 2000 and 2008. He was a powerful environmentalist while in office, and his work precipitated a reduction in greenhouse gases and carbon emissions, the carbon footprint in general of the city, by one-third in less than three years. That's the way he has proactively dealt with environmental issues in the area that he was governing. So if we can extrapolate from one city, the 125th largest in the country, to dealing with the whole country with that set of attitudes and values, you can be sure we're going to see some real good environmental change. So I really invite you all to take a look at Rocky Anderson's website, votrocky.org. You can also go to mine at www.abetterworld.tv and put Rocky Anderson's name into the search engine, uh, put the category as Radio Archive, and let it rip. I've got two nearly hour interviews with him. And there's also some video of him on our YouTube channel, A Better World TV Show, and right smack on our website, so on the lower left-hand side. So I really invite you to get educated about the differences because there is so little difference between these two candidates. It's scary. Obama basically co-opted the Romney health plan, and they both see eye-to-eye on so much. They're really of the same ilk, the same pattern. We're really needing a different scene. We really need a third-party candidate to step up to the plate and move us off the dime, as they say. So I say Rocky Anderson is just one of those who can really help to do it. A highly ethical man with deep integrity, And um, he didn't even want to do this, but it's come to a point where he must. He had to stand up to the plates, and he is. It's not easy running for president of the United States. It's probably one of the most demanding tasks a person can put themselves to. It's just the way it is. And so I really invite you to go and pay attention learn, get educated, and see what we can do from there. I just want to say that the future is really up to us. We really shape it. There are people 
in the world, unfortunately, that are seeking to shape us and continue to belong to gobs of power and money and control. But it's a weak story. It won't last. It will have its surges. It will have its moments. But at the end of the day, the truth will prevail. And the heart of love and compassion will come to the foreground. Because this is the true spiritual path for man and for the planet Earth, let alone the United States. And that really we're being called. And really, through our intention, through our thought patterns, through our passion, and through our actions, including who it is we vote for, who it is we support, we can really make that appreciable difference. So on that note, I want to just thank you all for being present. Visit us again at our website at betterworld.tv, and there you will find just a chock-full amount of information on many, many subjects that will tease your brain out of its place and invite you into spaces that you never even knew existed. Thanks again for joining us. We so appreciate it. And now we will end with Mozart.